It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Barbecue Bacon Angus at Macca's. The name says it all, really. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Ah, uh, yes, a very good evening to you and welcome to the Macca's Run for this Tuesday evening. I hope your day has been as good as it possibly can be, however you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in. It's wonderful for you to give us some time this evening. The Macca's Run, all about catching you up with the major talking points and news stories of the day and then giving you the chance to have your say on the news of the day. We do it all for the new stick, uh, spicy, sticky barbecue, Angus at Macca's. If you wanted to have your say on the news of the day, call one 736 736 on the Harcourts open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. Your move, your Harcourts. For all things sport, come and speak to me. Uh, you can text in at any stage, 0433981116 on the Tampa, mat- uh, Tampa text line. Tampa, a mattress like no other. Off the tee, back tonight, live from 8 p.m., myself and Nick O'Hearn. So the big review of the 151st Open Championship. We'll talk all about Brian Harmon's comprehensive victory. But in the meantime, plenty making news uh, closer to home. The tribunal continuing to deliberate. Willie Rioli trying to get his two-match suspension downgraded uh, for slapping Collingwood's Nathan Murphy. It was assessed as intentional conduct, medium impact, and high contact. The power... Uh, arguing careless on intentional and low instead of medium impact. Both downgrades would mean a fine. One would mean a week. And news just in, courtesy of David Zeta and Fox Sports, that Willie Rioli's two-match suspension has been downgraded to one match. He'll miss this week's game against Adelaide. It'll mean he's free to play Geelong the week after. So the tribunal started deliberating over an hour ago uh, in this one. So Rioli gave a written statement in that he said, early in the final quarter, the ball was being kicked into our forward 50. My opponent at the time was holding on my jumper by the collar, trying to stop me from getting to the contest where the ball was being kicked to. He said, the ball was traveling in the air and was about to come into my area. And it is my job as a small forward to get to the marking contest in case the ball comes to ground. As I tried to get separation on my opponent so that I could get into the contest, he was still holding on to my Guernsey. I tried to push him off. He pushed me back, which forced me off balance with his right hand just before I pushed off with my left hand. My intention was to push him in the chest, but his arms outstretched and holding me and my open hand first made contact with his upper arm and shoulder area and then made contact behind his ear, which I wasn't aware of until I saw the vision. The contact was not hard at all. It was a push, the same as the push and shove between my opponent and me. I didn't want to do anything that would get me in trouble. I'm sorry I made contact with his head. I didn't mean to. I should have been more careful. So the AFL argued that Rioli's hit was with a half-clenched fist and that it aimed at and goes across the side of Murphy's head. Port Adelaide argued that it was an open hand in preparation of a push. They also cited whilst there was, uh, whilst there are one punch can kill campaigns, there are not one slap can kill campaigns. Um, so they said it shouldn't be described as a behind the ball incident or an off the ball incident. They said this was Rioli trying to break a scrap to get to the contest. 
Uh, they also spoke about Nathan Murphy's reaction to it. They didn't explicitly say that Murphy dove, but they did say that people can go to ground for a variety of reasons, including slippery night, jostling with another player, surprise. It could be because they see movement of the arm and move away from it at the last moment. We're not suggesting any of the action is feigned, but a player might not resist going to ground in circumstances that may draw attention to what is an obvious free kick. So they did cite a couple of incidences to try and help their case. Reese Matheson on Cozzy Pickett in 2021 and Lance Franklin's um, open hand to the face of Trent Cochin in 2022, which were both graded as low impact. So just repeating that Willie Rioli's two-match suspension has been downgraded to one match. He'll miss this week's game against Adelaide. Um, bit of other news getting around. Mason Redman. Uh, for the Bombers has resisted overtures from SA, mainly the Crows, according to reports, who are keen to get him back to South Australia. He's recommitted the Bombers for five more years, 25 years of age, and fourth in their best and fairest last year. Dwayne Russell is a big fan, described him as box office today. So high praise and was a high priority for the Bombers. They really didn't leave any stone unturned trying to sign him, bringing in one of the most famous number 27s. Simon Madden to chat to Redmond as, as part of their pitch and presentation. He had this to say, very brief message uh, for the Bomber Army and the Bomber Faithful uh, on their social media platforms today. Hey, Bombers fans, Mason Redmond here. Really excited to sign on for five more years. Uh, keen as to see what we can achieve in the future and uh, go Bombers. There we go. Short and sweet for Mason Redmond. I am led to believe that he just may very well be appearing on SEN Breakfast tomorrow morning. So uh, make sure you're listening to Gary and Tim early, uh, 6 a.m. there on board, and uh, you get to hear from the man himself. Uh, Craig McRae in his regular fortnightly spot with SEN uh, on the run home with Andy and Gazy. He actually spoke about uh, Willa Rioli. Didn't want to go into detail uh, about the incident with Nathan Murphy, but wanted to speak more about Rioli. Of course, in the aftermath to that match, there was just uh, another bout of utterly disgusting and inexcusable racial abuse that's been directed to Willy Rioli. And, and Craig McRae wanted to get around him today. But I haven't heard I haven't heard all the commentary mm. around it, but I, I I caught a little bit of it. Um, Look, I won't make comment about whether you should judge somebody's ability mm. to take, but what I will say is, um, yeah, I, I reached out to, to Junior Rioli um, just in terms of making sure he's okay. Um, yeah, just sent him a message. He just he sent me one back um, yesterday and, mm. um, you know, just around his you know, his ability to, to handle that, you know, the stuff that come with that. And it's unfortunate in the game that we, we give oxygen to things that are maybe are the one or two percent of yeah, our society, but yeah. I just want to. You know, I, we should be celebrating mm. his resilience, his journey. I don't know mm. if you've followed it in the last eighty it's months, two years. Mm. Yep. Talk about young men growing up yep. and giving us giving a second chance. I think we should be celebrating that story. I'm not sure. Again, we're not in Adelaide; they might be doing that, but but I know in our four wars, if we had a young lad that was um, yeah gone through a bit of adversity off the field, made a few mistakes, and then re, you know rebrand himself if you like and and get better, I'd I'd like like to celebrate those things. A beautiful man, isn't he, Craig McRae? You just can't. I mean, I think the footy world has fallen in love with him. It's almost a Ted Lasso-style effect that's happening with Craig McRae, isn't there, where he just wants to focus on the positives that football brings. He wants to celebrate people rather than tear them down. I mean, he could very easily have come on and and, and, and really fired a shot at Willy Rioli for, for the incident with Nathan Murphy, but instead he wants to get around the guy. He sends him a text message for what he had to endure after that and wants to support him and and, and, and celebrate his story. 
Um, he's just an incredibly good role model and someone who I think sets the perfect tone for all that is great about footy and wants us to focus on all that is great uh, about footy. And he is great in footy and great for footy. That's I think that's the best comparison I can make, that there is a bit of a Ted Lasso style thing happening with Craig McRae that he is bringing to football. And it is a beautiful thing. He also spoke about why uh, he didn't uh, give coaches votes to Willem Drew, who did the tagging job who did the tagging job on Nick Dacos in that classic encounter uh, last round. Yeah, we, we do it as a match committee, probably at the end of our review of the game and just look at you know, the influences of the game, what we see. Um, you know, in reg- it's, hard to, it's difficult to say what they, they're talking about in their match committee, but um, yeah, I, I can see why they would give Drew you know, considerable votes um, because he's influencing the game. And, yep. and, and, but having said that, they would see things that we don't. And, and and they'd set the game up in a certain way to, to reward that behaviour, um, you know, playing a good role for them, but like we did with Murphy. So like, he got four votes from yeah, Murphy. We gave yeah, him, we, we gave Murphy four. We gave Rosie five. We yep. thought he was, he's a star young player. Um, but we, in terms of influence and, and then valuing, like you reward behaviour um, and, you know, Murphy played his best game in his career, um, you know, in terms of his one percenters and things that we really value. So I, I get how you value your own a bit more than the others. Speaking about Willem Drew and why he didn't give Willem Drew coaches votes for the job he did on Nick Dacos. Helen's in South Melbourne, who's given us a call on the Harcourts open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. For all things sport, Helen's been good enough to give us a call. G'day, Helen. Hi, how are you? I'm really well, thanks. I just wanted to say the athletes I most admire in the world are those tiny, often 60-kilogram little people who get on bikes in 44 degrees or snow and sleet and just pedal off for 200 kilometres. The top-level cyclists, they're extraordinary. Oh, it's a, it's a different kind of resilience, isn't it, Helen? It's a different kind of mental strength, a physical strength. It's, uh, it's a great call. It's oh, so absolutely. Small. Some of them are so tiny. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't want to be carrying too much weight, do you? <laughs> Not for 200k. No. And can I also say there's something about um, test cricket? Yeah. In, in Sheffield Shield cricket, don't they have it so that you can win on the first innings? Yeah, they did a recalculation on first innings, and I should know, Helen, exactly what that was. It, it used to just be first inning points. It's something slightly different now, and I should know that because I did some Sheffield Shield commentary this year. Um, yeah, well, I rather like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't, for me personally, I don't think I'd like, to, uh, there's a difference there because that's a season and it goes towards how you finish up in a season and obviously test cricket isn't played so much as yeah, a season anymore. True. Although, World Test Championship now and, and having to accumulate points to qualify for that, you never know, Helen, that could be something that gets uh, sent up the flagpole to see if anyone salutes. So I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Uh, 1300 736 736 Harcourt's open line. Uh, you can text in at any stage 20433981116 on the 40 Winks Temper Tech. Speaking of Collingwood, uh, Gary Lyon today, we're all full of praise for, for the football that Collingwood play. Uh, obviously, where they find themselves uh, on the AFL ladder at the moment. Um, two games clear in top spot. But, Gary, not just keen to hand them the, the Premiership Cup just yet on SEM Breakfast this morning. I love them. I think they deserve to be the premiership favourite, but I haven't got them across the line. 
not by any stretch. Mm. Uh, they give you a look. They give you a crack at it, and it's just yeah. how well you can execute. Everyone gets to look at it, though, and not many sides have been able to actually pierce it, though. Have they finally? Well, have, everyone's had a look at it, but no, nobody's been able to necessarily not, get over the line. Nobody. It. Two teams have, and both of them done it in a pretty similar fashion. And that is tried to st- you know stop them at the source. So they they hit it from the back half so aggressively, and Brisbane stopped them up there at the Gabba. And Melbourne were able to do it at the MCG. Right. So you haven't got them as a clear number one team. No, I've got them as number one, but I haven't got them like gone, photo, you know, yeah, yeah. some out there. I think it's. I think there's still work to be done. And one of the points, yeah, not. And I'm Melbourne aren't getting ahead of themselves, but I'm looking at it going, well, it's going to be Melbourne Collingwood week one. That's the way I see it. MCG, and if you know who your opponent is, five weeks, six weeks out, then gee, you go to work big, big, big time. And it may not mean anything to Colin because they may be too good mm. for everyone, but I reckon it's an interesting study. Uh, it, it certainly is an interesting study. So but despite being two games clear, when you have a look at those top four teams, their records against the other teams currently in the top four, they're all even. They've all won two out of four. You can go back and have a look through those games They've all played four times against uh, fellow top four teams in various incarnations, uh, venues throughout the year, but they all stand at two and four in those. So your best form is really your form against the other best teams in the competition. And in that metric, the top four completely even this year. So it is not a fait accompli yet, despite the fact that I think if you had to choose out of any side to go watch at the moment, you'd choose Collingwood. If you had to hand it over at the moment, would you be willing to hand them the Premiership Cup right now? one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 or 0 Just repeating that Willie Rioli, two-match ban, has been downgraded to one match uh, at the Tribunal this evening. So he'll miss the showdown against Adelaide. He'll be there to play in the important game uh, against Geelong. Uh, if you've got anything you'd like to add, uh, we've got, still got a few more things that are making news today. one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Harcourt's open line or zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the 40 Winks temper text. This is the Macca's run, and we do it all for the new spicy, sticky barbecue, Angus, and that's at Macca's. Uh, thanks for being with us on the Macca's Run this evening. It's all for the new spicy, sticky barbecue Angus at Macca's. Sam Hargraves with you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six Harcourt's open line. You can text in 0433981116. Uh, the other signing news today is that Tex Walker, uh, right up there near the pointy end of the Coleman Medal uh, table, has uh, extended his stay at Adelaide for another year. So he will be suiting up for the Crows again in 2024. Um Andy from Terralgan, who's uh, one of our most loyal listeners and, and often uh, provides some of the great questions posed to Andy and Gazy uh, each week on SEM when he calls in. And uh, very, very lucky am I to have him calling into the Macca's run this evening. G'day, Andy. G'day, Sammy. How are you this evening? I'm all the better for speaking to you, my friend. You made my night really more <laughs> special talking to you too, Sammy. Oh, thank you, mate. That's uh, very kind of you. What have you got for me? Okay, my question this evening is, name me three special highlights or memories caught your eyes the first 19 rounds of the year of the AFL season of 2023 and why? Oh, I am terrible at these. I've got a memory like a sieve, um, even though I commentate one or two games a week. Um, I think, look, I think that any time we get games that are as close as some of the close games we've had this year, that they are the, the, the highlights of the season. So I would say that Collingwood Port Adelaide has been a highlight and Collingwood's been in, in a few of those. 
Um, I would think that um, Will Ashcroft, who sadly has done his ACL, the goal that he kicked earlier in the year um, with the sort of axe kick out of midair was one of the highlights. I reckon... Oh, it's a really good question, Andy. Uh, 0433981116, by the way, if you've got uh, a couple of the highlights that you think are right up there this year. Um, yes, I would say some of the close games that uh, obviously we've seen Collingwood in. Uh, after Any game that gets decided with a, with a goal after the siren, Andy. So um, we've had one of those this year as well. So I reckon, yeah, I'd throw those up uh, as some of them. What, what about you? Uh, I'd like to say a couple. Uh, I see I'm an Essen supporter and no one, no one else knows out there I am. I am now. Sam Durham kicking the match-winning goal in the dining seconds in the dream game at the G against Richmond. Yep, got and that. And Damien Hardwick's last game. Yep, absolutely. And Nick Dacos, anything about Nick Dacos averaging 32.89 per game? I uh, I think yeah I think that's a, a, a brilliant one. Nick Dacos has been I'm I'm an absolute not that I wasn't but I'm an absolute believer. I, I think he's on another level uh, as a talent, and I and I think the ceiling is we're nowhere near seeing that yet. Uh, real good, Sam. Oh mate, the beautiful to talk to you, Andy. Uh, thank you for ringing in. It means the world, and I'll chat to you soon. Okay. No, you too. Have a good night too. You thank too. You. He's a very good man. He's Andy from Trelgan. Tom in Berwick. Hello, mate. What have you got? Yeah, g'day, mate. I want to speak about the Ashes. Um, I don't quite understand what Australia have done to annoy so many punters back home. I mean, we've gone to the UK in conditions that don't that, that don't suit us, um, with pitches that are flat, and to come out of a format series so far, losing one game, I get the last test we were... You know, we'll dominate it, and that's, that's fair enough. But I think that to come out of this series, you know, at a very worse 2 2, I think it's nothing but positive. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know if 2 2 would be a super positive, given that we had a 2 0 lead at the start, Tom. But I think the World Test Championship was an absolute positive. I think because, despite it being, look, I can't speak on behalf of those that have been uh, critical. Of, of some of Australia's tactics. And I've been scratching my head a few times when we're continually serving up short stuff to Ben Stokes, which, you know, I think we almost helped him get a century uh, when he did. Um, so I think some of the tactics have been questionable in the way that we've gone about trying to bowl them out. And maybe we've given them just too much. Maybe we haven't been aggressive enough in, in the plans that we've had in the field and the fields that we've been set so that might be something that's frustrating people a little bit. I mean, maybe some of the, the batsmen getting starts and, and, and not going on with them, but we've, we've seen a couple of tons in Mitch Marsh, which was extraordinary, and, and, and Marnus Labuschagne as well. So, look, it's still 2-1 with a, with a test to play. So I think that's – and given we haven't won, won a series there since 2001, there's um, a heap of, heap of positives to come out of it. But I, but I think – you would also say that the English have played really well, and if they had have actually picked a proper wicketkeeper, then it might be a different tale. Because I think he's put down about eight or nine chances. So we've had to have a little bit of luck, and you always do in sport. But that might be why, I think, that people just might, maybe aren't as convinced with Australia's performance as the 2-1 scoreline might suggest that it has been. Would that be that go anywhere near answering it? Given that I'm not one that's down in the dumps about it, I can only 
pontificate as to why some are? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I think at the start of the series, I think most Aussies would have penciled in Steve Smith and Marnus mm. have really big series. Um, and they obviously have a fighter shot. Um, and I, I do like your comments around uh, Bearstow. Like, when he got picked over Pokes, most of yeah. most of hey, Tommy, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to do this, but the, the ad break, I can't move. It's going to crash into it, and we're just about to do that. But thank you for your calls, all the calls, all the text. Off the tee next.